President's Day. I didn't even wish you guys Happy President's Day. Uh, to honor uh, presidents, we're going to uh, we're going to play a President's Day game called Know Your Presidents. Woo! That'll come later in this second hour, and a chance for you, the listener of Lavica Theo and Stone, to win a fabulous prize. Because on President's Day. A traditional hol- uh, traditional gift-giving holiday? Yes. It's what we do. Give gifts on President's Day. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Shout out, Herbert. What up, Hoover? Yep. Damn. Reagan. See what I did there, Stone? Oh, you, oh wow. I don't know if he's even going to get that one. No, he wasn't paying attention either, so oh, it doesn't matter. It. Like I said, what up? I said, Herbert Hoover. And he said, damn. damn. See, I'm going to win this. I told you I'm going to win it. I still don't get that. Yeah. Hoover Dam. Jesus. Hoover Dam. God, man. The Hoover, yeah. Hoover Dam. Where's the Hoover Dam located? I don't know, but I know there's the Hoover Dam and it's named after Herbert Hoover. Where I is know. it located, Stone? Oregon. <laughs> I don't even know if that I'm was kidding. the yeah, I'm kidding. It's Vermont. Turn off the music. <laughs> oh, no. In all seriousness, it's in Virginia. That sounds right. So you dropped a, do you know where the Hoover Dam is and you don't even know? I was hoping you weren't going to ask. Well, you can't say something snarky like, do you know where the Hoover Dam right. is? I think we're not going to check you on No, that. it's in, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll joke. Is it aside. in Maine? It's in Washington. It's in Arizona. <laughs> Come on, man. Who's favored to win this President's Day trivia game? I'm favored. What are the odds here? We're taking bets, so call in 888 I'm, I'm favored. Guys, I'm legit upset right now. I'm more upset at you than I'm at you, but you, Stone, you, 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 you had the goal yeah, that was to crazy. drop a, where is it? And then you had no idea where it is. I thought we and were you weren't both, even close. I thought we were both going to laugh at Theo like, ha I wasn't going to be asked. You weren't even in the right region of the country I three times. Portland, that's just a 10 hours That's the north Pacific Northwest. Dams usually are near rivers. What's the big waterway over there? The Colorado River. Dude, come on. It's the Colorado River. <laughs> I hate this guy. Idiot. I hate this guy. <laughs> he had no clue it was the Colorado River. And I, I would have even not been mad if you said Nevada because the common perception is, misperception is that it's in Nevada. It's right. just across the border right. in Arizona. Right, right. Such a common misconception. We got to get our, our state lines Seriously. right, fellas. Oh, I'm so mad. This stuff right. I'm so mad. If you would have asked me about anything on the Mississippi River, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm a Mississippi River oh, guy. Yeah, I, the Nile. <laughs> He's a big Nile guy. What state does the Mississippi River start in? What's the mouth of the Mississippi River? Or the source of I the got Mississippi River? What state is that? That's easy. That's right at the... Uh, oh, the mouth of it up top. Uh-huh. Uh... South Dakota. Alabama. It's Minnesota. Sheesh. That thing really gets up there, huh? <laughs> the mouth. The, the source of the Mississippi River is in Minnesota. Minnesota and it he, flows he, he had a 50-50 chance whether the mouth was at the top No, no, the I bottom. knew that much. I knew that much. The mouth might actually be where it, the, the Mississippi Delta, where it goes into the Gulf of Mexico. But the, the source, thing. that's why I changed the, the source. Well, I knew it wasn't that because the answer would have been easy. It's in Mississippi. 
No, but the mouth the mouth of it is in Louisiana. Yeah. Really, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to think about where the Delta divides. Right. The mouth of the Mississippi is in Louisiana because mm-hmm. it dips out of there, but it hits. It oh, goes, I guess you're it's right. The border, yeah, yeah. It's the border of Louisiana. Because Louisiana goes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, this is really, we've really derailed this thing, huh? Yep. I shouldn't yeah. have never shot it out Herbert Hoover. You know, uh, I should have went with Garfield. Let's bring it back to us. Can you believe people aren't working today? Right. My kids aren't even in school. Yeah. My, my girlfriend got to sleep in today. I'm like, I'll, I'll right. see. I'm going to work. Happy President's Day. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I, uh, our parent company, Good Karma Brands, looks like the higher-ups have some explaining to do. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's President's Day. I mean... If there's how else are we gonna how else are we gonna be honor, able to honor. Uh, to honor our our forefathers? Yeah. No better way to honor the presidents who worked the hardest <laughs> and the longest uh-huh. than for us to work on President's mm-hmm. Day for real. Because that's what if you when I think about the working class and people that just li- literally leave it all on the mm-hmm. on the office floor, I think about our our founding fathers, yeah, Abraham not, Lincoln. Yeah, not influenced by any sort of. Corporate money? No, hell no. These Always guys in are the best pure. interest of the people. Oh, like, These dude, guys are pure dude, of the like, pure. Like, do any other country celebrate their leaders like this and like take work off? Hell I'm no. Serious. Not in the last, oh, I don't know, two centuries. Hold on. Well, there are a lot of countries that are forced to celebrate their leaders. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah, no, it's a, there, there, there are still plenty of dictators and fascists that, yes, uh, they they revolve their entire being of their country yeah. around yes. them because they say they're a deity. They're yes. they're yes, yes, yes. they're they're descended from God. I guess not that. But this is arguably the stupidest holiday that exists in the United States of America. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, I mean, uh, let's be clear. Like, there's Kazimir Pulaski Day. A lot of people don't know who Kazimir Pulaski did, uh, is. He flat out was a war general. Okay? Mm. Uh, for, for a lot of our presidents, did a whole lot more than, uh, than those presidents. You beat me to it. I was going to talk about how uh, unappreciated Kashmir is, like, year in and year out. This dude doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. This dude does not get talked about enough. <laughs> enough. Enough. <laughs> enough already. Uh, let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, luckily, luckily, you don't need any knowledge of the presidents and or geography uh, to get your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. It is number one in the entire country, whether it is the Pacific Northwest or the Southeast or the Mississippi Delta South. or the Northeast. We're talking the entire United States, not just the contiguous, but also Alaska and Hawaii. Number one in postgraduate sport management degrees in the entire country. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up now, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport for summer and fall semester classes, whether it's on campus in Boca or online. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Can you real quick, uh, you were telling me something about Anthony Rendon of the L.A. Angels. Can yes. you tell me real quick, Theo, what he said today? He met with media yes. uh, in uh, in Southern California, or I guess, well, probably in Arizona where they have spring training. Right, right next Arizona, to Hoover Dam. Arizona where Hoover Dam is, right, exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah. yep. Uh, here goes the headline via ESPN.com. Anthony Rendon, colon, baseball has never been a top priority for me. And he goes on in the article and it talks about the injury-plagued former All-Star who just signed that big seven-year, $245 million deal. Seven-year, 245 That's Back a in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. He signed that deal in 2019. In the four seasons since, the two-time Silver Slugger has not played more than 58 games in any single season. So he's, so he's saying that, hey, baseball's not my priority. Yes. It's just a job. It's just a job. It's never been a top priority for me. 
It's a job. He said, this is, here's the full quote. It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. And he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all, but it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you're financially set. Yes. Seven years, $245 million, and to say those things, in my mind, is crazy. I don't, don't, Just don't talk about it. Yeah, he shouldn't have said it. Just don't say it. You can't say, like, if you say it, and you've also been showing up to play and doing it at a high mm. level, like when guys that you see leaving it all out there on the floor or the court or the field do, do or say stuff like that, you have to respect it because, yep. of course, family and faith come first. But when you've been kind of hot-dogging it and you're putting up NBA numbers and not in a good way, the way that I'm talking about games played. He wouldn't even be eligible to win NBA MVP (laughs) with the amount of games he's played since he got to Los Angeles. 52, 58, 47, 43. That's crazy. That's the amount of games he's played each season respectively since 2020 when he joined. Now, obviously, 2020 was an expedited year. Yes. But... I mean, 52, 58, 47, 43. Here's his batting average. 286, 242, 29, 236. You didn't have to tell us baseball is not a top priority. We're, to we can tell. We watched your play. Yeah, we can We've we can watched tell, your dude. absence. We can tell, dude. Yeah. So that, that's like, Again, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of athletes, I'm sure, that look like sports is their job. It's yeah. their job. It's a grind. I get it. I understand it. But when you're seven-year, $245 million, and you're not even playing like a quarter of your seasons. Oh, my goodness. You can think that. Don't say it. He's missed 100 games yeah. in three consecutive seasons. Don't say it. Just don't don't say it. Yeah, he's he's missed about three years worth of, of baseball. Crazy. In three seasons. And I'm sure the injuries are real. I'm just saying it does yeah. not look good for you to both say it with your actions and your words. Yeah. Like, this is not the time for you to be making that point. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do that. Uh, so... Today is Monday. What do we usually do on Monday? What do we usually do on Monday? Oh, dog bleep Monday. Dog bleep Monday. Did you see, read, or hear anything in sports this weekend that you thought was dog bleep? Let us know. Get it off your chest. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. A dog bleep Mondays. There's something you saw, read, or heard in sports that was abject dog bleep. Come on in. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Coach Sala, bring us in. Um, yes. I'm going to go to college basketball for a second, okay? You guys have heard of Rick Pitino, right? Yeah. Rick Pitino, first-year head coach, St. John's, former national championship winning head coach, uh, one at Louisville, one at Kentucky, had a cup of coffee with the Boston Celtics, didn't go so well. Certainly a recognizable name in the coaching industry. Known for hooking up as college basketball players. Mm hmm. And hooking up on allegedly tables in Italian restaurants as well. Yeah. Uh, St. John's fell to 14 and 13 yesterday with a loss to Seton Hall, a 68 62 final. It has not been good for the Red Storm this season, and they have plummeted out of contention in the Big East. Rick Pitino, after the game, was asked about his basketball team, their performance, and it devolved into a question about the season as a whole. I cannot remember the last time that I heard a coach, especially a college coach, bury his team like Rick Pitino did yesterday. We just lack toughness. We just don't move our feet on defense. Look, they they shot 37 free throws. 
throw out the stats. You see it every game, the amount of free throws they shoot and the amount of free throws we shoot. Look at what Naheem shot on the year. Look at what uh, Chris Ledlam shot on the year. I mean, you're a power forward. You play 29 minutes without a free throw. Uh, that means you're not offensive rebounding, not getting to the line. So it's, it's really the, all the toughness things of why we give up leads. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really, it's not about losing. Because even in winning, winning, when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I, I see people that don't handle the ball, that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year. If you had to do it over again, would you have attacked your first offseason differently? I had no choice. We just could take who we could get, who was available. We had no choice. Um, I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway. Because when you rush like that and you don't see the players and you just... Uh, not not a whole lot we can do, but it's. Um, I think I've enjoyed even even the Celtics when we lost. I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Wow. And it uh, is there one more part Taking of this it? job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Look, I'm disappointed. I don't want to say the wrong things, but I'm really disappointed in my team. I mean, this dude. This guy, Rick Pitino, who, when he got hired at St. John's, I mean, he talked like they were going to be in contention right away, went to any microphone that could be thrown in front of him. Want to know how I know? Because I was in New York City when this happened. This was last March between the second round and the Sweet 16. So we're camped out in Times Square, and Rick Pitino has a press conference at Madison Square Garden, named the new head coach of St. John, saying, we're going to get this thing going. We're going to get this thing turned around. He hits the transfer portal. He's grabbing all these names, all these guys. You had college basketball media fawning over him, saying, my God, St. John's and Rick Pitino, they could be a sleeper NCAA tournament team. Look at all this talent he's bringing. He's talking himself up, saying St. John's is back. Here we go. And now it's devolved into this is the least enjoyable season I've ever had coaching college basketball. He spent the whole season complaining about NIL. Just last week, he was pontificating about how there needs to be a salary cap in college basketball. And now he's bust throwing these guys as things completely collapse at the end of the year. That is, you can tell he's been out of the game. For a little bit, he was at Iona previously, but he had been out of major college basketball yeah. for a long time. He's so disconnected from the modern-day college basketball player. This is what happens when you're getting up there in age. You realize you don't got your fastball anymore, and you're in that sport, and you just can't hack it anymore. You start doing stuff like that. And in this era where you need to recruit, you need to draw, you need to make sure that you're an attractive option, old-school Rick Pitino bust-throwing his players, who he clearly wants gone, so he's going to have to replenish the roster going into next year. You know what's really going to hurt that? That. Mm. That was some dog-bleep, unprofessional stuff from Rick Pitino yesterday. Coach Sala. Um, there we go. No, dog. Theo, what comes to mind when you think dog bleep on this Monday? Uh, now, of course, All-Star Weekend in the NBA, uh, it didn't come without its blunders. There was obviously the dud of a game on Sunday that nobody enjoyed, but I still think needs to be essential to the weekend. We have to keep it. But then there also was the commentary um, from some of our most beloved sports figures and I'm going to direct my ire specifically to Kenny, the Jet Smith, TNT. who on TNT and after one of probably one of the best, 
you know, competition slash moments from All-Star Weekend, having Sabrina and Eskew versus Steph Curry. And keep in mind, Sabrina and Eskew yeah. nearly knocked off Steph Curry in their three-point contest. Incredible. Sabrina and Eskew would have won the NBA three-point contest with the score yes. that she put up. She was incredible and shot from the men's three-point line distance. Yes, so she decided before the contest to shoot from the men's distance, still with the woman's ball, but shooting from the men's distance to make the competition uh, comparable to Steph mm-hmm. Curry, so she wasn't getting a bit of an edge up by shooting closer. A distance she's obviously comfortable from shooting from because in today's basketball, nobody's just hugging the three-point line and shooting it anyway. Right. So anyway, that's the context going into it. Sabrina has an excellent round. I think she shot, what, a 28, 27? Something high. Whatever it was, it would have uh, been Dame I believe Lillard. it was 27, yeah. It, yeah, she shot a 27. She probably would have Yeah, it was beaten. 27 because yeah. Steph got 29. 29. Yeah. So Steph follows that up by a shooting second shooting 29, beating her, and instead of talking about how prolific it was and the fact that Steph Curry just so happened to out her by a couple of points, Kenny Smith relegated to her needing help to do so. Here it is from TNT. I, I, I think she should have shot from the women's line. She should have shot from the women's line. That would have been a fair contest. I still root for Sabrina. I still root for Sabrina. We all are rooting for Sabrina. No, this is not she shot about? from the three-point line that the women shoot from. Why are you putting those boundaries on her? That's not a boundary. She That's what the shoot. game is. She wanted to shoot. They have a smaller ball, don't they? She shot a WNBA ball. WNBA ball is smaller. She shot with the WNBA yeah, ball. She, she should have shot from the line. In, in, there's in a the women's team. team in golf and there's a men's team. For a reason. No. She a shooter shoot. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, but they shoot from where they shoot from. No. Thank you. No, no, no. Sabrina, good job, Sabrina. No, but, but don't let any man put it. It's just it so demeaning and tone deaf and stupid. Yeah, and, and I think what almost felt almost equally worse to me, obviously Kenny Smith had his foot in his mouth when he immediately came out. And this is literally moments after Steph just finishes his round. We don't even get a moment. We talked about how Tony Romo over-talked on mm-hmm. the broadcast for the Super Bowl after the Miko Hardman touchdown where he starts running right into the analysis of things. Like, even if you want to have that conversation, you save that for either way later in the broadcast or when the mics aren't on or the next day. But in the midst of that moment, to not let it breathe, to not celebrate that Steph Curry just outshot her by just a couple of buckets, but instead to be pointing the focus on the fact that she should have been shooting a little closer or she needed some other kind of extra assistance, help. Right. Assistance. And I think the one thing also that's getting overlooked that I didn't like in all of this is the patronization that Reggie Miller kind of showed as well. When he steps in, we all are rooting for some... I wasn't rooting for Sabrina. I was yeah. rooting for Steph, damn it. Yeah. And you it, know what? Sabrina's okay with not, that. Sabrina not everybody, doesn't need our help. Yeah, not everybody was was rooting for the poor damsel yeah. in distress. No, she went out there about? and she kicked ass and she shot from the three-point line, the NBA three-point line, yes. and almost damn near beat Steph Curry, who needed one hell of a run in the final uh, three racks to actually beat Sabrina and ask you. Yes. Nobody in their right mind saw that and said, boy, I really wish Sabrina shot from the WNBA line. What are we talking about? It's it just was, stupid. It was a fair competition and beyond that I think we still have not gotten to a place in America where we're able to judge especially men versus women's sports without having our feet in our mouths or feeling like we're saying the wrong thing or getting too patronizing like I think Kenny Smith was too 
um, condescending. Mm -hmm. But then I also think that Reggie Miller was too patronizing on the other side of it. Yeah. Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu are both elite athletes. They get paid a lot for what they do, and they're competitors. If they decide the parameters of a competition, and then they go out there and do it, and Steph wins or Sabrina wins, then damn it, we take it at face value. We shouldn't be over here trying to give her an extra step up. And we also shouldn't be acting like we're all rooting for her because she's a woman. Coddling her. They are basketball players yep. and elite ones at that. And they don't they don't need our help. Like I didn't like how Reggie went about it, trying to defend Sabrina. And I didn't like how Kenny went after it, trying to, you know, almost make excuses for her right after she lost. She lost in Steph one, and I was rooting for Steph, and damn it, it was a good event. I think that's well said. Well said. Um, Dog Monday here on Lavica Theo and Stone. We'll have Nate Nat president. In a couple of minutes here on Levicka Theo and Stone. Stone, you want to unleash your dog bleep Monday? Yeah, I'm aiming mine at 22-year-old quarterback of the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud. Okay. He was uh, perusing on his podcasts. The Pivot, to be exact. Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, R.C. Ryan Clark on there. And they got into a discussion about Ohio State and how he had never won national championships. He gets a little defensive, and he aims defensiveness at a certain somebody i want to let you guys take a listen before i uh make him the subject of dog bleat monday it is tough to to look back and be like man like we we should have won it all like yeah no duh but like sometimes it just doesn't no shake like duh. you know so well where did you go i went to florida come on man what Fred are you Taylor. talking about i mean but, I, <laughs> what? but CJ. i'm thinking he went to bama or something cj cj what no. are we talking CJ, about but you say you talk about I'm a the too no, Come on, what are we talking about? Y'all, we won national championships. We did too. What do you but want to I'm talk just, about? I'm talking about. Yeah, let's talk uh, about the recent. In the last eight what years. What have y'all done? Yeah. Nothing. It's, so, it's, yeah. it's hard to fight. LSU is maybe the only, one of the only teams. They only did one good year. Look, I'm, I'm going to lay down when I have to. Yeah, I come on. I'm fight. thinking you went to Bama or something. Like, what are we talking about? All right, CJ. He clearly has no idea who he's talking to. Yeah. Yeah, he does not know the greatness of Fred Taylor. I'm 25 years old. CJ's three years younger than I. I don't think those three years are the difference in me knowing who Fred Taylor is and the dominance of the Florida Gators and what that was. For CJ Stroud, he thinks he's doing something here. A little bit of conviction, a little bit of spice in his voice, but he's really embarrassing himself to that, what, 30 and up crowd? Like, clearly did not watch any college football when he was a tyke. Uh, I thought this was really embarrassing. Fred Taylor, somebody who actually won a Mm -hmm. national championship, Mm -hmm. It wasn't only that C.J. Stroud didn't win a national championship, but he never even beat one of his rivals in Michigan his entire tenure at Ohio State. For, for him to be talking with that much juice, uh, know your role, know your place, know a little bit of history because you're embarrassing us Gen Z guys, and it's a bad look because guys like you and you, Theo, are able to just tee off on this guy, and he gives us Gen Zers a bad name. Yeah, I'm pro CJ Stroud, yeah. but it is clear he did not watch a single solitary second of college football before he got to Ohio State. Like not a lick. Not. He, I mean, let's look at the last. Let's look at since uh, 2004, last two decades. He wants to talk about recency. The Florida Gators have more college football national championships than yes. Ohio State does. I think that was the puzzling thing. And come on, of it dude, was like. He was literally acting like, I mean, the Tebow years that happened as well. Yeah. Like, forget the fact that you're talking to a man that won a national championship as a Florida Gator. They've also had some pretty recent mm-hmm. success. I've heard of Tim Tebow. Just came out about it. Like, right. I, it was weird, but it's funny. The Gen Z dudes that do have that level of confidence, the way, like, CJ Stroud is just one of many dudes that be acting like that, where they'll, they'll be so confident and boisterous on their opinion, and they'll be condescending. 
And you know yep. what? I would actually, I would actually be okay with it if he came from an SEC program. But he came from a conference yeah. where the only reason he played in a college football playoff, you can make the argument, is because every year the Big Ten's a two-team league. Yeah. Every year the Big Ten is a two-team league, and it's treated like the best conference in college football. And it's not. C.J. Stroud only, only got himself into the college football playoff because it's Ohio State and Michigan every single year. I can't take anything he said seriously about the history of football after hearing that. It was very reminiscent for me. I immediately thought of Anthony Edwards. I believe it was a sit-down interview with Taylor Rooks. Yeah. And they asked him who his goat was. What did he say? KD? And he just immediately dogged Michael Jordan, yeah. talked about Mike couldn't play in this era. These young dudes need an education. They do. These young. Speaking of, two Uh-oh. young dudes going at each other when we come back Uh-oh. on President's Day in a little game we like to go, know your presidents. What's on the line, you ask? Holy hell, is this worth your time? Yeah. Remember Pig Beach? We talk about it all the time. West Palm Beach, Pig Beach, the best barbecue you're going to find. Pig Beach? banger gift card on the line to Pig Beach Barbecue. This can fill you up. Meat, beer, I'm telling you, this is good stuff right here. Look at that. $55-0, Pig Beach Barbecue and West Palm gift card on the line. What you're doing, you're choosing whether you think Stone or Theo. Stone or Theo, they know presidential trivia better. So we're taking two contestants. Okay. You pick Stone or you pick Theo. $50 gift card, Pig Beach on the line at 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Know your presidents. Our first annual President's Day Fun Fest. Yes. Know your president, Stone versus Theo. You pick Stone or you pick Theo. Their knowledge of presidents, $50 Pig Beach gift card on the line. Get in now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. How exciting. President's Day. Truly one of the grandest days that we see on the American calendar every single year. And because it's President's Day, we celebrate accordingly with an edition of No, Your President's. Here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. It is a battle of wills, a battle of brains, a battle of who is paying attention in U.S. history class growing up. Stone Labanowitz and Theo Dorsey. Yes. Now, Stone Labanowitz just made a face when I said a battle of those who are paying attention in U.S. history. Stone, that face suggested you didn't pay a ton of attention in uh, U.S. history. Not only not a ton, not a lick, not a single <laughs> second, on, not a single two seconds. I used to love history class, man. Where was the Hoover Dam? Bet you don't even remember. Come on, dog. Hoover Dam? Well, depends. Would you say Colorado or Nevada? <laughs> or would you say Arizona, <laughs> there baby? There you go. There you go. Real quick, before we meet our contestants and play Know Your Presidents, Theo, could you please tell us about Duffy's Sports Grill? Oh, come on. That that little-known fact, a haven of celebration on President's Day, yes, Duffy's Sports on. Grill. If you don't pull up to Presidential a Duffy's... Margarita? Ooh. 
Oh yeah. Hello. How about that? Sorry to cut you off, dude. No, that Hello. Was good. That Hello. Was good. If you if if you're not pulling up to a Duffy Sports Grill on President's Day, then what the heck are you doing? What on are President's you Day? doing? Yeah, that's right. What are we talking about here? Right. Duffy Sports Grill, my favorite place to go to watch games. Also, secondary favorite I don't talk about as much. A good place to go to celebrate your presidents because there's 80 plus TVs in every single Duffy Sports Grill. You know what that means? We've only had, what, like 46, 47, 48 presidents? Who's counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? More than that, right? 46. 46. They mean, they have almost twice as many TVs as there were U.S. presidents in every single Duffy Sports Grill. On top of that, they've got some things that are traditional to the American experience. Not only they're, they're great starters. Their, their starters are amazing. How about the award-winning wings? Can't have a great game-viewing experience without some award-winning wings. How about the award-winning burgers? What's more American and presidential than a nice juicy beef burger with some bacon lathered on top of it and a little bit of that hickory sweet barbecue sauce smothering that thing as you chow down? That's what you get at a Duffy Sports Grill, plus my favorite, two-for-one drinks all day, every day, no matter the time. Duffy'sMVP.com to sign up and start getting your rewards today. At Duffy's, our game is always on. All right, Stone versus Theo. We have two contestants. One will pick Stone. The other will pick Theo. And their hopes for a $50 gift card to Pig Beach in West Palm Beach, the finest damn barbecue that you're going to find. It is theirs if they pick the correct contestant who gets the most right here. Know your presidents on a President's Day here on the Vicar Theo and Stone. Who has the first pick in the President's Draft, Stone? Anthony in West Palm Beach. Anthony and Stone. I'm going to let you keep them on hold because I don't really know how to do that with these new phones. Anthony in West Palm Beach. Stone or Theo? Stone or Theo? Who are you going to choose in Know Your Presidents? Hey, I'm going to go with uh, Theo. Oh, screw you, Anthony. Smart man, Anthony. Anthony's going with Theo. Anthony, your hopes for delicious barbecue rest on Theo. And Randy? Randy, you have Stone. Randy, uh, I wouldn't be depressed about this. I think Stone's going to prove to be a ringer. I think he's joking about all this not knowing president stuff, okay? I hope so. All right, all right Randy. <laughs> oh Hang in there, pal. Good cooked, Randy. All right, I've got 12 questions. One through 12, we're picking numbers here. Picking numbers, we're going back and forth. You pick a number, I give you the question assigned to that number, okay? Highest amount of correct answers wins. And again, Anthony has picked Theo. Randy has picked Stone. Theo, you're newly married. Yes. You, because of that, get to pick first. Pick a number one through 12. I'll go with my best man's favorite number, number three. Number three. This president resigned over the Watergate scandal. Oh, come on, baby. You going to make it that easy? Nixon. Richard Nixon is correct. Richard Nixon, baby. One for Theo. One for Theo. Stone, did you know that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Everybody know about Richard Nixon, okay. baby. All right. Feel me? Pick a number one through 12, Stone. Stone did not know that. Yes, I did. He did not know that. Pick a number one through 12, Stone. Pick a number. Let's go one. Typically, that'll be the easiest. Okay. <laughs> This president instituted the New Deal, which helped pull the U.S. out of the Great Depression. Come on, give it to. Do I get a steal if he doesn't get it? No. The New Deal. Five. Four. Did he wear glasses? Three. Sure. (laughs) Two. Teddy! (laughs) Teddy! Just say a last name. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't Teddy, get to just say Teddy him. Roosevelt. Yep. Close. Yep. He didn't get it, though. Franklin Delano. Oh! FDR, FDR Roosevelt. Wrong Roosevelt. Yeah. You were close. All half, right. Half point. One nothing. No. Hell no. One, uh, I thought you were going to say Teddy Ruxpin for a second. Yeah. Uh, Theo, Theo, pick a uh, pick a number, please. One is off the board. Ah. Three is off the board. Uh, One through 12. Eight. Eight. Loser. This 1980s president demanded Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall when discussing the Berlin Wall in Berlin. Wow. So you said 80s. That's what, I mean, I didn't know that. Dang, did Ronald Reagan do that? Right, Reagan. Correct. Wow. Ronald oh. Reagan did say that. Two oh nothing. Two <laughs> nothing. Two nothing for Theo. Reaganomics. Uh, all right, Stone. Uh, pick numbers two, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven, or twelve. Let's go six. Six. How many U.S. presidents have been assassinated? How many U.S. presidents have met an assassin's bullet? All right, Abe. JFK, I'd imagine, I believe got hectic early on. <laughs> early on. <laughs> Not many laws, probably three or four of them. So let's go five total. Almost incorrect. The answer is four. Oh, my God. Abraham Lincoln, McKinley, Garfield, JFK. How you forget about Garfield? Garfield though? on a train platform in D.C., McKinley in Buffalo. That's hard. There's 46 of them. I'm supposed to get four, whatever. I mean, you literally sent the number and then yeah. it went with five. Uh, all right, Theo, you have a two nothing lead. Two, four, five, four. seven, nine, ten, four. twelve. Four. <laughs> Stone's gonna be so mad. <laughs> then this, change it. This tall, then change it. this tall, pointy monument in D.C. <laughs> honors this president. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. The tall, pointy monument. That's gonna be Washington. Monument. Yeah, yeah, sorry. that is correct. Oh, George oh, Washington. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, there yeah, you go. That's fine. It's fine. You got it. George Washington. You still have a chance. Don't worry, Stone. Sorry, I yanked my headphones out in that's excitement. Fine. All right, three for Theo. Three, two, for three, baby. Two, five, seven, nine, ten, eleven, or twelve. Two. I know two, 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 two. <laughs> no, I want five. I was thinking five. Let's go five. five. All right, all right. This president ordered the U.S. to drop the atomic bomb on Japan. This president ordered the U.S. to drop the atomic bomb on Japan. Theo is fist pumping. Year, please. <laughs> uh, the year he year range. We dropped the bomb. I on believe Japan. we dropped it in 1947. I don't think that's going to help you, Stone. All right, 1947. Does he get to Google go it? Back. I'm not going to. You know. Um, you go back. That's the 28th. That's the 30th president. Um, that's going to be. Hurry up. Three. James Two. Worthy. Okay. <gasps> the answer is Harry Truman. <sighs> Jesus, God. I can't. All right, Theo. <sighs> 7, 9, 10, 11, 12. 10. Or two. Uh, I'm not doing two. I saw your face. When you all right. <laughs> William Henry Harrison right. died after 31 days as president. Not exactly all-star longevity. Not a lot of luck. What state was he from? Uh, Virginia. Correct answer is Indiana. All-star, oh, luck, Indiana. That was the correct answer. That was the I correct like answer. Like you that. didn't know that. Uh, all right, Stone. 11, 12, 9, 7, or 2? 7. 7. 
I like Ike. What am I down? What am I down? Already, three, four to one? Three, to, three, nothing. Three nothing. I yeah. like Ike was the famous campaign slogan of this two-term president and winning World War II U.S. general. I like Ike. General Lee. Oh hold my on. God. Hold on. One more time, the question. Oh, my God. I like Ike. Famous campaign slogan for this two-term president who is the winning general in World War II for the United States. Oh, General D. Eisenhower. Okay, that'll, we'll take it. All right, we need a break. Should we do a break and then finish yeah. this off? All right, we'll take a break. Levick at Theo and Stoney, ESPN 106.3. All right, we're back. Know your presidents. Uh, Theo's up 3-1. to one. You're going to go 11, right? I'm going 11. All right, Abraham Lincoln was born in this state. Abraham Lincoln was born in this state. Kentucky. No, that is wrong. Okay, but Theo was wrong. Oh, was wrong. Stone, all right, Stone's still alive. Woo! Pick a number, 9, 12, 2. 12. 12. This president had a cat named Socks. Uh, General uh, Redhead, the redheaded one. Okay, pick a name. Three, two. I don't know a name. Bill okay. Clinton. Bill Clinton. What? Eleven. You already did or eleven. Uh, that was twelve. Number nine. nine. What building do the U.S. presidents get inaugurated at? Okay, this happens at what building? Ooh, inauguration. That happened at a uh, Capitol Hill, Capitol Capitol House, Capitol, the Capitol Hill. It does happen on Capitol Hill, otherwise the U.S. Capitol. The judges say yes, and our winner is Anthony. Anthony has won the $50 gift card to Pig Beach. Boy, that got a little dicey in the end. My God. All right, let's take a deep breath. We'll be back tomorrow. That's Theo. That's Don. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.